stoking the fires of world war, the ongoing establishment of the prophesied world government, world religion, and the economic sanctioning system of the Mark of the Beast. Prophetic awareness is increasing exponentially. And Doug, Vince, and I will analyze these topics and more on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, it's a special program today because, you, as you know, Doug, Vince, and I have been broadcasting from the Orlando Convention Center uh, and our general conference, our global general conference for our organization that we're licensed in, uh, meets every year. Missionaries, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists meet um, every year. From around the world, they come to one location, and people will receive di- direction from God, and we send people globally to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And so, End Time Ministries has had a booth at the General Conference for years now. Many of you have seen that. And so, we're broadcasting there. So, on today's program, Doug, Vince, and I are sharing the mic, fellas, and I'm glad to have you guys join me. I know Friday's normally open line. Uh, with either you guys or me, depending upon my travel schedule. But I'm happy to have you guys on the program with me today. And uh, who knows what we'll get into when we get into these uh, free flow sessions. Uh, We don't really have anybody to ask us questions from the floor here because it's very early in the day. Most people aren't even here yet, uh, except for those tuning up their uh, sound systems for tonight's program. Oh, yeah. Don't you love that? So, uh, welcome to the program, guys, and we're going to be getting into some great topics. What do you think? Uh, well, we're glad to be here with you, uh, Dave. It's uh, always great to be able to come together and, and talk about these things together. I know that we have a lot of discussion to do today, yeah. so uh, there's a lot going on in the news, so I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, um, I'm going to dive right off into it, because... Uh, and. Normally, Vince is kind of the moderator with him and Doug, but we're going to bring Vince on this conversation here and uh, get involved. It's going to be awesome. And uh, But I wanted to dive right into it because, Doug, we've been talking about, and I mentioned, I started the tease with this, stoking the fires of world war. We know, prophetically speaking, that world war, the Sixth Trumpet War Revelation, and there you go, everybody. <laughs> Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, World War Three. You guys are just going to have to bear with us because we're going to hit that stuff the whole program. So uh, it's going to happen. But stoking the fires of World War, Doug, Vince, we know that it's the next, that and the peace agreement is one of the next prophecies to be fulfilled on God's prophetic timeline. And, oh, you guys, are they stoking the fires of World War right now? And the the key point is, before we get off into this, is that if you look back we know from the prophecies of the Bible that world war will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. They have to stoke these world war, uh, world war right now because they're looking for a world government. That's the goal. So world war is just a means to the end. You say, well, that's pretty drastic. Yeah, it is. 
but they don't care. They don't care how many lives it costs. That's irrelevant to them. They want their goal of a truly, fully functioning world governing body, and they're willing to go to war to make that happen. And we know scripturally that that's going to be um, the results of that. But if you look back at World War One, what was the answer to that, you guys? It was the League of Nations, world government. And then that failed. Well, then World War Two comes, a bigger crisis. But it wasn't a bigger crisis. But at the end of that, 1945, the second effort towards world government, the United Nations was established. Well, guess what's coming? That wasn't a big enough crisis. They couldn't get it fully across the finish line. Antonio Guterres, the current Secretary General of the United Nations, he's always complaining about this world government doesn't have the teeth or the enforcement methods that they want. He wants dictatorial powers. And we know the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over that. However, there needs these guys need a big enough crisis to get a fully functioning world government government across the finish line. Well, guess what's coming? The Bible says there's coming a World War III, and that is what many of the world leaders are pushing, pushing, pushing for right now. And I know Doug and Vince, we've talked about it. We've been through many different articles sharing, man, these guys are really pushing for World War right now. It feels that way, that's for sure. Now, I feel like I'm at the Thanksgiving table. I don't know what's going to get talked about today. <laughs> I think it's going to be wild. Right. And I don't know, maybe we'll see a side of Dave that you don't normally see on End of the Age. Oh, man. You never know. You might see I've... me smile. You never know. <laughs> I've been Somebody get the camera ready. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving dinners, and it got pretty crazy. Well, I mean, it feels like, I mean, with our booth set up, we're kind of in the back here, hidden away, and um, almost like we can talk about anything, like there's not yeah. microphones around. So World War Three feels like it's coming. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things, too, I mean, we've got everybody from Elon Musk to Joe Biden, you know, going on air and saying things. They've got articles about these guys talking about the possibility of a third world war happening. Um, I know that we'll probably get into this a little bit more after we go to break, but. Uh, there's a question that I get all the time, and uh, Dave, maybe we can address when we come back. Uh, everybody's wanting to know, and I get this a lot, is if Russia is the feet of that uh, one world government in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, well, then how do we get there from here since Russia is kind of against the world government right now with NATO forces right. you know, trying to impose their will on uh, the Ukraine and get the Ukraine to come on into to NATO, and then you got Russia trying to push back against that. Right. So I get that question a lot, yep. and it makes you wonder if that's not part of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Are we getting ready to see something happen in that region? Yeah. And, and, you know, me, me and you talked about regime change yes. the other day, and that's the thing is that we know, and I, I love these breaks because they always cut our great <laughs> conversation right now, but the thing is we know that... Um, Russia, in the end, Russia and Europe will be in complete alliance with each other. Now, how we get there from here, I don't know the answer to that. But I know, Doug, and you guys both know, that the prophecies always come to pass in intricate detail. So the players will change. They always have. They always will. The players are going to change. The Some of the geopolitical situations will completely change. But we know where we're going to end up. So when we talk about the in Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, the, um, the feet of the bear, Russia, being in alliance with the world governing body, the, the body of the leopard, Germany, the mouth of the lion, Great Britain, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, they're all going to be in complete alliance. That's why when a lot of people say, hey, is this Russia-Ukraine thing going to be World War III, I can't see Russia 
firing nukes off into Europe and, you know, it, annihilating it and them being in complete alliance in the end time. Right. So when we talk about regime change, there's a lot of articles out there about regime change in Russia. That something has to happen. I don't know if um, Vladimir Putin is swept out of power. That could happen tomorrow. A lot of people think, well, things are always going to be like they've always been. Folks, if you understand the geopolitical situations that have happened throughout history, things can change in one day. Yeah. And so the prophecies are going to happen. How we get there from here, don't always have the answers to that. But I know how things are going to end up. And so that's something we can talk about on the other side of the break. But there's so much more as well. So God bless you all. Uh, we'll be look back in the office on Monday and everything's going to get back to normal. And the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Well, welcome back, everybody. And, and I, I want everybody to understand something here. We're kind of sitting here being humorous and different things, but yet talking about World War III. And I, I want you to understand our mindset. <clears throat> I don't take World War III lightly. None of us do. Uh, it's very sobering. Uh, the, you know, the Bible says one-third of, of the population of the planet will be destroyed in World War III. Um, and I, I don't even like, even to really, I don't like talking about some of these prophecies. We have to talk about them, but I, I don't really enjoy that. And, and I don't want you to get the wrong impression that, you know, we just talk about it lightly because we don't. Um, but the, the, our mindset through all of this is not a, a mindset of fear and of, I can't, you know, I, I don't even want to leave my house because I'm just afraid. Because we would never accomplish the mission 
that God has given us in the end time if we were just simply afraid. So we do talk about it. We talk about the timelines and different things. But all three of us in in end time ministries and, and a lot of people that we're associated with, we have a mission in the end time. And you know, the Bible talks about the joy of the Holy Ghost and, and the the apostles, they were joyous individuals and they and even though they were going through tribulations and things, they still had a mindset of joy because they knew what the end goal was. They knew where they were headed and they they were um, just joyous people, even though they suffered tribulations. Well that's kind of where we live. That's our mindset is that The Bible says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So as we go through these things, yes, we do talk about the prophecies. And, you know, people will be there. There is a great time of persecution. A lot of these things are going to happen. But you can walk through these things and not a spirit of fear. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. So if you have evangelism on the mind... And that is your mission on the earth. You know, it's a it's a call, it's a God called commission. Then we walk through these things not in a spirit of fear. We're so, we teach prophecy not as fear, but as love and hope and encouragement in the end time, knowing that the God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish His kingdom here on the earth. We're showing people how to prepare for that kingdom, and it helps us in our mindset when we talk about some of these very weighty prophecies. Now. With that said, um, when we talk about World War III, and uh, we're going to bring this this subject to a close here, you guys, but um, it, it's very important that people understand on the timeline, the war, World War, will happen just prior to or just after the peace agreement that starts the final seven years. So when we talk about the World War III, how do we know that it's one of the next prophecies to be fulfilled? We know that it's the sixth trumpet war. The first five trumpets have already occurred. We've got DVDs on that. We've got the seven trumpets DVD. If you've never heard our teaching, that proves conclusively that the sixth trumpet war is one of the next prophecies to be fulfilled on God's prophetic timeline. And that and the peace agreement, that marks the beginning of the final seven years. And folks were there. They've talked about World War III for years, but it seems like when we talk about stoking the fires of World War III... Everybody seems to have a hand in this. It's like they're almost wanting it to happen. But the question is, where does it happen? Well, we know the Bible says that it will will emanate from the Euphrates River region. Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. So when you look at the geopolitical situations of Ukraine and Russia, the geopolitical situation of China and Taiwan, and then you look at at an Iran situation... That's religious. Two totally different things. And so um, it's they believe they're bound by their God to implement Sharia law globally. And they see Israel and the United States standing in the way of that. So they want to annihilate both of us, little Satan and big Satan. So I know that we talk about World War III and, and they're stoking the fires of that. And Doug we could, and Vince, we could go on the rest of the day about that. But I wanted to get into many, many different topics today because there's so much going on. Um, but before we do, I've got a few questions that we have been asked. And the first one, let's just dive off into this because this is open line. You know, and we're just kind of bantering back and forth here. And, and uh, we'll be back in the office Monday and everything's going to get back on schedule and we'll be normal. But um, I had some questions. Uh, Doug, you and I get questions every day from people. 
And I put out a thing for a while, uh, 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 not a challenge, but just I, I want we, we all want to know the truth. I'm a truth seeker. If, and I've told people for years, if you can show me another plan of salvation in the Bible, I want to be saved. You know, let's do it. But, of course, there's only one in the New Testament. However, when it, it always, a lot of people here at the conference, and we get questions all the time because we are one of the few, let's say, television, radio ministries that I know of, one of the few that teach a post-tribulation rapture. We get that question all the time. Why do you guys believe in a post-tribulation rapture? I know it's not a salvation issue, and but it's a truth that's in the Bible, and we want to teach things. We want to teach the absolute truth. And so I put out um, a question to everybody that has questioned me about this before, pastors, evangelists, missionaries, whoever, um, that if you can give me a scripture. So if we define the rapture, the rapture is when the Lord comes back in the clouds, sends his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather his elect unto him. That's the that's what happens to the rapture. The dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. That's what happens at the time of the rapture. Caught up. We're raptured. Well, I've told people for years, if you can show me a scripture that says that event happens prior to, before the Great Tribulation, I'll change what I teach. I'll, I would actually come on the radio and say, you know what, I made a mistake. Um, it's actually going to be a pre-trib. Right. So, Well, we've I, done that, and it kind of went the other way. <laughs> what do you mean? Urban Baxter was pre-trib. No, right, right, right. And was converted after studying the Bible. Exactly. So we kind of started on the other end. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, but how, how many times over the years have we had We've had, and I want this. Give us a scripture. We've got all kinds of Revelation 3.10 and just over and over. But I got one here from a guy named Ron. He said, I just saw your last presentation. You touched on the pre-post-trib rapture controversy, which it's not a controversy to me. Right. Because I know what the Bible teaches. <laughs> However, um, he says, I'll give you your scripture you've been looking for. And he said, this is pro-trib, or pre-trib, pro-pre-trib is what he says. And he, said, he goes to Luke 21, 36, and, um, which says that, let me go there real quick. I want to make sure we bring everybody in here. He says, um, let me make sure. It says, um, Pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. So, so to be able to escape. Now, that's the key point, to be able to escape these things. Pray that you be counted worthy to escape these things. Okay. How would you guys answer that, that you would be counted worthy to escape? Is, is that a pre tribulation rapture scripture that that saints in the end time could could be counted worthy to escape the great tribulation is that possible well we i mean to me when i read that scripture that's letting me know that if i've done everything in my power to be born again and follow the plan of salvation that that's how i'm going to be counted worthy for anything uh i believe you know we know what scripture says about the timing of everything and we're not going to be subject to god's wrath and we're going to be raptured out right before the wrath of god is right. completely poured out and so 
to me, that's what that scripture's saying. That's not saying anything about the tribulation. Of course, we get, um, you know, a lot of people that get confused with the tribulation of Satan being uh, this, the wrath of God. Right. That's not the same, and we know that from, you know, Revelation chapter 12. So, you know, I mean, that's not a conclusive scripture there. I know a lot of people try to use that, but that's my take on it. It's hard for me to hear that scripture and go, yeah, they can escape and then read the rest of the New Testament and hear about how the disciples were persecuted and the early church was persecuted. And so um, what they didn't get a pass, but that scripture is for the saints in the 2022. (laughs) Right, right. If you go, that's the thing. When we talk about these topics... You've got to look at every verse in the Bible that pertains to that topic. That's the main thing. Yeah. Both of what you guys have said is true. And because the the great tribulation, that's the wrath of Satan. It's not the wrath of God. We will actually be here during some of the wrath of God that's poured out. Because when you look at Revelation 16, we're here beyond the sixth vial of the wrath of God. The right. sixth vial of the wrath of God when the great road of the Euphrates is dried up to make way for the kings of the east to come down against Israel, Jerusalem to battle. And then it says, behold, I come as a thief. However, the wrath of God is kindled against the main vials of the wrath of God. Verses two, or the second through the seventh vial is reserved for those armies that come down against Israel to battle, the world governing armies. The first vial of the wrath of God is poured out upon those who receive the mark of the beast during the great tribulation. None of that is the saints. Right. So we will not come under the wrath of God. We're not going to be poured out upon the saints. However, the Great Tribulation, the Bible says the Antichrist makes war against the saints. Um, Some of the saints will have to give their life for this thing. So what does this verse, um, Luke 21, 36, mean? When you go to Revelation 14, 13, John said, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. So anybody, my father, Irvin Baxter, case in point, he's, he has died, went on, and his works will follow him, and he's at rest. He's resting from his labors as a laborer of for Jesus Christ all of his life, and he's not going to have to go through the Great Tribulation. So it says, blessed are they that are counted worthy. They're simply taken out of her, his mother and dad, and many of our family and different friends and people that around the world that have been born again, they're not going to have to go through the Great Tribulation. However, it doesn't mean that the that, that has nothing to do with the rapture and the timing of the rapture. It's very important. So um, that really is what that verse means, that, that uh, you know, that they would be counted worthy. It doesn't necessarily mean they're counted worthy not to suffer, because... 11 of the 12 of the apostles, the foundation of the church, of the New Testament church, 11 of those 12 of those were martyred. Right. So what's the difference, like Vince said, what's the difference in them and us? Uh, very important. And so there's a million things we could get into on the pre-post-trib debate, we, Doug. You know, even the fifth seal, when, when we're looking at the seals in Revelation chapter 6, and you look at the fifth seal... You've, you've got those that that scripture is talking about, those that have died and their their works have followed them. And they're asking the Lord, you know, Lord, how long until you, you know, go down and take care of this situation? And he says it's going to be, you know, when the numbers of those who will be martyred such as you 
have been completed. So I'm kind of ab-living there, so yeah, yeah. I didn't pull up the scripture. But the Lord is telling them it's going to be when, when the time is fulfilled and those that are supposed to be killed yeah. and martyred are martyred. Right. And then that time's coming. So we know that's the time of the Great Tribulation. That fifth seal is actually talking about the Great Tribulation. And those souls that are crying out from under the altar, those are ones that that scripture's possibly talking about. People that have gone on to their reward. Exactly. So is the moral of the story is that that verse didn't convert you? Yeah. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, you know, and let, let, that, let's, seg, let's, let's, let's segue into, into something else that I heard, you guys, because I'm, I'm telling you, if over the years, I've been doing this for years, well, all of us have, years and years and years, um, that's one probably the most asked question, or, or let's say controversial thing uh, is pre-post-trib rapture because a lot of people think that the we're going to be here and or that we're not going to be here we're not going to have to suffer and blah 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 not everybody's going to suffer the great tribulation is not going to be worldwide right and a, a lot of that may not be felt here in the united states we we could feel some but because we're not going to be part of the world governing body it may not we may not be fully engaged in all of that uh in the end time however although the world religious system is going to be here, and so we'll have to face it. That's face that. But here's one of the things that I saw recently. I've never heard about this before, and I've been doing this a long time. But in CNN, they ran an article for some Christians. I heard the term "rapture anxiety" <laughs> can take a lifetime to heal, and then it goes down through this big old article, "rapture anxiety." So, rapture anxiety is that people. Are, ha- are stressing about the rapture. Why, in your guys' opinion, why would somebody stress about the rapture? Because to a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching Christian, the rapture is going to be the best time. I mean, that's the best day, but it's like the, it's like the book, A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. So for a true Christian... The raptures, that's what I'm, that's been our goal for since I was a kid. Right. But there are a lot of people that are having rapture anxiety. In your mind, why would somebody have an anxiety about the rapture that's coming? Well, I mean, you know, it goes with um, what we talk about every day. I think it's because people aren't sure of their salvation. Because like you said, if you're a Christian and you're sure of your salvation and you know where you're going, when you leave this earth, you know that I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord God. You don't have to be afraid of anything. Right. And so I would say it goes back to that. They're just not sure of their salvation. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Doug, because anxiety, I don't know where I'm going to end up if something happens to me. And especially at the time of the rapture, and it's a very scary thing if you think about it, if you're not ready to meet the Lord. And we'll, we'll talk about more of that on the end of the break. And uh, we're here in Orlando, folks, Doug, Vince, and I. And uh, looking forward to another second Whether half. it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everyone, I'm, I'm happy to be joined by Vince and Doug here down in Orlando at our general conference, and we're at our booth, and today's the last day and wrapping everything up. We've heard some awesome, wonderful messages by great men of God down here. Uh, again, it's where people all over the world come in, and that, it seems like a recurring theme in all the messages I've heard about the growth of the church and um, going out and, you know, just teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and and going and doing. And that's the thing really that's on our mind in the end time. End time ministry's goal is to go out and preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God to this entire world. And I know you, everybody um, understands that, but if you don't, if you're just beginning to, we're going on new radio stations and television stations and things all the time. We're getting new listeners. And if you want to understand what end time ministries is all about, Prophecy has given gotten gotten us indoors that we never would have gotten with some other with some different types of messages, and so I just wanted to make sure you understood our goal is to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world, and we've been doing that for years and years and years, and we've reached so many people, and I'm so thankful for that. Seen so many people be born again and come to Jesus, and uh, it's been an awesome thing, but. The point is, is when we talk about rapture anxiety, there's a scripture that I wanted to go over with you. It's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. And I went through this with our tour group that we just went to Israel with. We just got back last Wednesday. And I went through this with them at the tomb. Because if you do not understand what happened on Calvary, you cannot understand the gospel you can't understand how to be born again. You've got to understand truly what Jesus Christ did. However, I know people who have been born again that still have an anxiety about the rapture. They still are have an anxiety about the great tribulation and, and fear and just even people that claim to be Christians having rapture anxiety. Here's the key, one of the key verses for me. Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. The Bible says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus Christ, also himself likewise took part of the same. God became flesh and dwelt among us, that through the 
through his death, through what happened on Calvary, through his death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, even that is, even the devil, and deliver them that, here it is, through, bond, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Because people fear death, they've been in bondage their whole life. But what Jesus Christ did on Calvary can deliver you from the fear of death or rapture anxiety. You have, as a, as a born-again Christian, there is no reason why you should have rapture anxiety. When you know your salvation is set, you live for God, you're, you're enduring to the end, you're living as a Christian, doing, living as the principles that the Bible says for us, you've been born again, you're truly saved, and you understand repentance and what baptism did for you and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you understand that, hey, I am. when that rapture sounds, the trumpet sounds, my feet are going to leave the ground. Now, if you're not settled on what happens at, in the transition, even to death, my, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, uh, he had a six bypass surgery back in 2014. And I, when I, that we were at church this, on a Sunday morning, my mother-in-law and everybody called us and said, hey, dad is not feeling too good. He's in the bed. I want him to go to the hospital. He won't go. Come help me. We jumped in our cars, took off over to their house. And by the time I got there, he was laying on the bed, white as a sheet. His blood pressure was so low that he just, but he was pouring sweat. And, and so I thought, oh my goodness, you know, he's going to die right here. All of his girls are around the bed and this is going to be a horrible situation. They got him at the hospital. They got him to uh, the ambulance. Came, took him to the hospital, and he had a six bypass surgery. He told us later on that when he said, "Well, I was laying there. They were hooking up all the the wires to me and getting me ready for surgery and everything." He said, "All I could think of was," he said, "I wasn't scared." He said, "All I could think of was who's going to do all my work." And. Um, now I know who that is, or the, the, his whole family. But the fact of the matter is, is that he was not scared. He knew that there was a chance of that day him entering over to the other side, walking through death's door. But Irvin Baxter was not fearful. He said, I had no fear. He said, all I was worried about was, who's going to do all this work? Well, of course, that was 2014. He had the sixth bypass, lived several years, and in 2022, he passed away. But I'm telling you, Irvin Baxter did not fear death. And so why? Because he had obeyed the gospel. He, he obeyed what Jesus Christ did on Calvary and had lived that his entire life. And to the point where he passed on to the other side, whether it's death or rapture, the Bible says that the Lord through death destroyed him that had the power of death. That was the devil. The law of sin and death that we entered into when, when Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible says the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So once you're born again, you're, you've been made free from that law, and you're not, um, you don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to worry about rapture. The rapture will be the absolute best day of your life once you have been born again. So when I saw that article, I thought, for some Christians, this is the, from CNN now, for some Christians are having rapture anxiety. Folks, don't have rapture anxiety. Be born again. If you don't know how to be born again, call 1-800-END-TIME. Call and call, uh, go to endtime.com. Ask for the free brochure. What do you mean born again? It's right there at endtime.com. You can look at it, read the brochure, get a hold of us. We'll point you to a good church and make sure that we prepare you for the second coming of Jesus Christ so that you do not suffer from 
rapture anxiety. The direct link on that is endtime.com slash reborn. And regarding rapture anxiety, I would argue that some of that is a result of people teaching fear. You know, we teach hope and peace, and you don't have to worry about a lot of these things coming because we are born-again believers, like Dave's saying. Um, you know, when I think about rapture anxiety, I think a lot of people need to go to our website and search You Are Perfect. Right. Because they oh, don't absolutely. understand. They think that because they, you know, might have messed up five seconds ago and the rapture could happen right now, I'm going to be lost in hell forever. And they don't understand how their sins have been washed away and are cleansing continually. Yep. And so I'm scared to death because I messed up on the way here and the rapture could happen right now. So, <laughs> right. Um, I think you are perfect. Another great resource that uh, folks can tap into, of course, endtime.com slash reborn, too. Yeah. Well, we also know that the enemy's greatest weapon is fear, and the opposite of faith is fear. So it doesn't surprise me that CNN is the one pushing this story <laughs> exactly. because CNN seems to be in the business of pushing fear because they know that sells. You right. know, if you can push fear, I mean, we, we had where, you know, Project Veritas did the undercover. Um, Doug, don't get us censored again. I'm trying not to. The undercover interview with the uh, director from CNN, and he talked about how they pushed the numbers yeah. of COVID to, to induce fear into everybody. Well, because it got viewership up. Yeah. Fear that, increases viewers. It drives viewership. Well, it's the same thing when they ask him, well, if that's what you were doing during COVID, what happens when COVID dies down? What are you guys going to do then? What was his explanation that day in that uh, story? He said, well, it'll probably be climate change will be the next big thing that we're going to push. So that's why we're hearing so much about climate change now. They're trying to push veer into that, get everybody to stop driving their fossil fuel vehicles and you know think about the green earth because now we've got to scare you into submission for climate control and cnn seems to be one of the trumpeters of the world government and what they do and how they push these things so you know attacking a a christian's view and trying to say oh christians are scared to death that the rapture is coming there's no reason to be afraid of that that's what i'm looking forward to i can't wait jesus come back i get to leave the ground my feet are going to leave the ground i get to be with the lord forever so sounds like a great deal to me yeah no absolutely i'm i'm with you doug and the the thing is when vince you, you hit a key point here when you talked about the you are perfect lesson. I want everybody out there to understand that I deal, me and Doug Vince, all of us as ministers deal with pastors, pastors' wives, missionaries, evangelists, different people around the world that are in ministry all the time. And there are people that I have friends of mine that, that, have, a, um, that have a sense of fear on them about the end time. Some people don't even want to talk about it. But the thing is, is that Vince mentioned a very key lesson that my father-in-law taught years ago called You Are Perfect. If you have never watched the You Are Perfect DVD and heard Irvin teach that lesson, that will, as a Christian, I'm talking about as a born-again Christian, that will change your walk with God. Because I know a lot of Christians, even today, that are dealing with guilt. Like Vince said, I did something a minute ago, and and you can do something 25 years ago, and Satan will hang that over your head for the rest of your life to the point where you're like, I I, I don't even know why I'm going to church. I'm going to miss the rapture. I'm going to live for God my whole life, and I'm going to get up there, and and Peter's going to close the pearly gates right in my face. I've heard my father-in-law say that many times. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, evangelized right out of high school for eight years. 
And he said there were times when even while I was evangelizing, we were having great revivals, people were being saved. He said, I still lived under an element of guilt. And so God set him on a thousand hour study and he put together the lesson uh, called You Are Perfect from the Scriptures. And he taught it. The first time he taught it was at a minister's uh, conference where ministers would gather around from all over the world. He came in here and Irvin was teaching this You Are Perfect lesson. And the Bible says, God hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. He said, now I know I'm sanctified, but I don't feel perfected. It's perfected in the eyes of God. And the Bible says, blessed to the blessed is the man to whom God will not impute sin. Now think about that. And you can, if you commit a sin, God would not lay that to your charge. Or do you understand the, the uh, principle of imputation? Where when I'm born again, my sins... The bill that I owed, my sin bill, was imputed to Jesus Christ, and his righteousness was imputed to me. But a lot of Christians that I know of don't understand the principle of imputation. So if you wanted to get the lesson, there's a lesson on online. You uh, Go to endtime.com, and the lesson, You Are Perfect. I would encourage every Christian out there, or whether you're a Christian or not, it will help you in a walk with God. It will help you. Um, get through some of these times of fear and rapture anxiety. We Very think that important. message is so important that we've made it available for free to all the End of the Age Plus subscribers. Yeah. So if you go to watch.endtime.com, search You Are Perfect, and if you're a subscriber, it's available 24-7 on demand, and I think everyone should probably watch it 20 times or more. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I've been through it many times, and it's changed my walk with God. And you said something about the blood continuing to cleanse us. If you understand the principle of imputation and God will not impute their, uh, a man's sins to him, if you understand the God of heaven that created the spiritual sense, in a physical sense, he created your body, and your blood is continually cleansing you of your impurities. And if you look at it in a spiritual sense, once a person's born again, the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing you of spiritual impurities and things that you've done. So it's a very important principles that you need to get. And, you know, obviously we don't have time to go through it all today, you guys, but it's very important. And, you know, I mean, if, if we can, if, if one of the things that we do here, you guys, at End Time Ministries is to take people from fear mode into evangelism mode, I mean, we've, the End Time Ministries is a smashing success. We're trying to get people ready for the, uh, for the soon coming kingdom of God, but we've also got to help the church as well. And I know church members that have rapture anxiety. And it's because they're living under fear. And so it's very important that we uh, we help people on both sides, the church and prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay, we're coming up to a break. On the back side of the break, I'm going to get into precursors to the mark of the beast really quick. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the central bank digital currency because I'm telling you, this is something that we didn't talk about early on. Uh, me and my father-in-law, before he passed, we were talking about central bank digital currencies. But now the news... It's bringing this up. On I'm reading so many articles about it. We'll get into it on the other side of the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Now, I'm, I'm going to get into Precursors of the Mark of the Beast, but before I do, I want to make sure that everybody understands what we're talking about prior to the break and helping you as a Christian. We also have uh, one of the biggest things we have going, you guys, is the Jerusalem Prophecy College, where we can help, we can get people from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. We advertise it as that, but I've got... I should say we've got pastors, we've got evangelists, missionaries, all kinds of people from all over the world going through that. Because Irvin Baxter was a great prophecy teacher, but he also was a great teacher on the other 70% of the Bible. And Jerusalem Prophecy College, you can look it up, JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Go there, subscribe to that, and start going through the lessons. Enroll in your first semester, and I'm telling you, you can do it at your own pace. And you will get some principles that will help take fear out of your life and get you in the mode of evangelism where you're not living in fear. A lot of people live in fear. They don't even want to leave the house. But when you get out of fear mode and get into evangelism mode, Jesus said, go. Go teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's what he did. That's what the apostles did. And that's what the church is supposed to be doing in the end time, is teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Matthew 24, Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world. Then the end would come. And so that's going to be the evangelism of the church. That's our mindset in the end time. Um, and how important is that? Now, my uh, uh, probably our last topic here. I, we've only got a, a maybe 10, 15 minutes left. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 17. The Bible says, And he causeth all, both small and great, small and great rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in the foreheads. And this is verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. The Antichrist and the false prophet will use economic, a global economic sanctioning system to cause people to conform to the edicts of the world governing body, thereby worshiping it, bowing down to it, pledging allegiance to it, thereby worshiping it. Now, when I look at, well, one of the things first, before we get into this, we talked to our pastor last night. I think Doug, I think we all three were standing there. And our pastor said that we've seen how the governments of the world can use a pandemic to control us. And he said it's like a precursor to the mark of the beast. And we were like, yeah, absolutely it is. Controlling, controlling, controlling. But when we talk about a central bank digital currency, I found an article by a news source called The Sociable. And the title of the article is this. The United States and the European Union tiptoed towards a digital ID and central bankers confirmed that central bank digital currencies would not be anonymous. So remember the scripture that no man might buy or sell save he that had the name of the beast or the number of his name. It's uh, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. 
So when we talk about central digital currency, central bank digital currencies, I've talked about this quite a bit on the radio. And we, when we get to the, the Bank for International Science, you have to understand a central bank. That's very key. The central bank in the United States is a Federal Reserve. It is ran by a cabal of private bankers. It has nothing to do with the government. And they want to control us. Now, what I've seen when I started reporting on this, I've seen articles come out that says, hey, we're going to debunk people that are saying central bank digital currencies are going to try to control people. Now, when they come out with articles like that, I know exactly what we're saying is true. Because they are, they, you know, when uh, all of these fact checkers, they come out because it's like when Pope Francis says something and the Catholic Church doesn't want, oh, why why'd you say that? And they go into, like, uh, you know, control a, a, a um, you know, making sure that uh, he, that it's like, uh, man, I'm trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? When they, they want to make sure that he didn't say something he damage shouldn't Damage control. Damage control, that's yes. it. <laughs> they go into damage control. And so that's what these people do when they see a big, something big coming down the pike, these central bank digital currencies, people start talking about it, and then they come out and say, oh, that's not it. Yeah. They're doing damage control. Well, when you look at this, I've got some excerpts from this. It says a central bank digital currency with digital ID would allow governments and corporations to put permissions on what you can buy with your own money. Now, that's right from the article, The Social Wall. That's not me, Dave Robbins, making all that up. They're going to put permissions. What's the scripture say again? No man would be able to buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast. You tell me that this is not precursors societal conditioning for the mark of the beast if these central bank digital currencies are rolled out i hope they're not rolled out here in the united states but it says on september 27th the france's central bank held an international roundtable in which central bankers from the united states and the eu confirmed that digital dollars and euros should they go forward would not be anonymous and that these uh the bank the, the bank for international settlements said identification at some level hence Central in the design of central of central bank digital currencies. So a digital ID. This this calls for a central bank digital currency that is account based and ultimately tied to a digital identity. That's the Bank for International Settlements, which is the center, the hub of all central banks around the world. So if you think they're not setting the stage for a global economic sanctioning system, they would be able to cut. They would. Be, they're going to know every cent that goes into and comes out of your bank account and they will be able to these these central bank digital currencies are programmable they will be able to program what you can buy with them and what you can sell what you can uh your purchasing power and so precursors of the mark of the beast guys you tell me we're not living here in the end time right and you know we saw a, a big uh example of this during the uh, trucker strike that they had there in Canada because we watched how they shut down everybody's bank account then. That's yep. not even digital currency. That's just people couldn't go in and use their debit card yep. to buy groceries to sustain them while they were on this strike. And then yesterday, you know, we had the pastor on with us, uh, Micah Hawks, who told us that he had a personal friend and not only did they freeze the bank account when the person gave money to the trucker fund, but they also sent him a check for the remainder of what was in his uh, bank account and told him we don't want to do business with criminals. So it, it is about control, yeah. and that just gives us an example of how easily they'd be able to do that, even down to, you know, we've heard the WEF talk about how they want to 
have everybody move to this digital currency. So they, they try to tell you that it's to uh, keep things from happening like uh, sex trafficking and drug, you know, the drug cartels and things being able to uh, transfer monies and drugs across borders and things like that. It, it has nothing to do with that. Right. It's about controlling us and keeping us in line with what they want. That's right. Because if you don't play ball with us, hey, we'll just freeze your account. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And the thing is, Doug, they don't want parallel societies. They don't want um, the world government pushing edicts to where, hey, we want you to believe in climate change and all this other propaganda stuff. But then they don't want somebody out here. That's what censorship's all about. They do not want people out here saying, hey, this human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, that's an absolute hoax. They can't have that. So we've got to censor that. And um, you, you, you told me something the other day about... The United Nations um, set this big deal where they were tr- they were working with I think Google yeah. or to censor people um, to uh, so that they people would line up with their edicts and, and propaganda that they're pushing. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, a big article about it because what they were saying was uh, that when you began to Google global warming, you got a lot of the what they call disinformation at the top right. of those Google searches. Well, they want to move all that pages and pages and pages back and have the U.N. Uh, be the authority on this so that when you Google that, it goes straight to a U.N. page where that's their agenda they're pushing, even though it's scientifically proven that the earth is not warming up like they say it is. I mean, if that was the, the fact, then when Al Gore told us years ago, back when we graduated high school, we were here and, you know, by 1990-something, we were going to be completely underwater again because of the polar ice caps melting. Well, here we are, you know, 2022, right. and we're still functioning, and there's no That's global exactly warming. Right. So well, That was the Secretary for Global Communication of the U.N. said so they partnered with Google partnered with Google to eliminate right or to alleviate maybe is the word yeah disinformation yeah. disinformation yeah well who determines disinformation right I don't want the UN to determine, <laughs> that's exactly right it's a world government the United, United Nations yeah. world government yeah well so if you go back to this article though to tie into what you're saying the a digital identity is going to be it, it's, it is enmeshed in the central bank digital currencies, but this actually says from the World Economic Forum, the digital identity determines what products, services, and information we can access or, conversely, what is closed off to us. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says in the end time, the Antichrist false prophet will establish a, an economic, a global economic sanctioning numbering system without which you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you pledge allegiance to and worship the world government. Right. This right here is the World Economic Forum saying this digital identity determines what products and services that you can access or that is cut off to you. Now, this stuff wasn't even possible. It was This stuff wasn't being talked about back in, what, five years ago. Right. And now here we are. There, there, it, I'm reading articles that this is going mainstream, and they're wanting to have the ability. With cash, they don't have that ability. Cash is freedom. If I if you get a hundred dollars, you can do whatever you want to with it, and I can't control that. But with a, a programmable central bank digital currency, then I have the ability to determine what you have access to, and what is closed off to you. Right. So I've got you. And when I, Amshel Rothschild, Mayor Amshel Rothschild, said years ago, "Give me control of an economy of a country, and I don't care who makes its laws." 
And when that was the that was the whole goal of the Federal Reserve. I want everybody to understand this. The Federal Reserve was all about getting control of the economy of America. The central banks around the world, the Bank for International Settlements, it's all about controlling the economies of the world. They hate the different physical uh, forms of cash around the world. They hate the ruble. They hate the um, dollar bill. They hate that because it's a way for us to access to have to function in society without them being able to control us but if we go to a central bank digital currency now we've moved off into stuff biblical proportion they would be able to absolutely control what you access and what's cut off to you hey if you don't agree with the um human induced global warming which leads to climate change and you don't buy an electric car and this that and the other then they can say well i'm sorry but you don't have access to your central bank digital currency they can cut that off with cash they can't do that right and so that's it looks like that's where we're headed they have to have a way to economically sanction you and we're seeing it set up the two efforts to number every person on the on the planet and then to um to get it tied into their bank accounts that's what these central bank digital currencies are all about Joe Biden's in on it. The Federal Reserve's in on it, um, and the it's it's all coming from the world government, the World Economic Forum. Why do they call it the World Economic Forum? Because it's global. All of this stuff's global. The World Bank, the World International International Criminal Court, the the um, World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization. These entities are designed to govern the entire world. And this is exactly where the Bible says we're going to be just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the wow. precedent being established is, is if you say something like Jesus is the way and that doesn't fit the narrative, we can cut you off. If you say men cannot become women or women cannot become men, we can cut you off. And the list goes on and on. If you don't align, and as church folks, as yeah. disciples... We want to be able to say Jesus is the way. Absolutely. Amen. What did you say about getting us censored again, Vince? Oh, yeah. Well, it's at the <laughs> end. You know, maybe they stop listening. <laughs> Amen. Well, I want to thank everybody. Uh, thank Doug and Vince for joining me here at the General Conference in Orlando, Florida. Again, we'll be back in the office on Monday. Everything's going to, all our travel schedules are going to get back to normal. And uh, looking forward to some great programming because, wow, we don't lack the things to talk about. We just lack the time to talk about all of them. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.